0: Father, bless these that have been mentioned today And and all of the needs Whether it be a job, healing And all the other things that we've asked for today Restore and let us return to our first love In Jesus' name we pray Amen Turn to Matthew chapter 13 Thank you, Lord going to talk about the sower and the soils What's your heart like? (laughs) Is it hard? Resistant? Uh, You got a party heart? Got a vacation heart? Or do you have an open heart? And we live, we're living in the day that where we need an open heart to the Word of God. Okay, we're going to talk about it. All of y'all I know are landscapers. And you get out there and you dig holes and you put plants in them. And you go out there and you take the, the grass out and you uh, put down plants and all types of things. And you know they have, the soil has to be tilled, has to be cultivated. Well, it's the same way when we talk about this parable that Jesus is talking about here. That he explains exactly what it is. And so I want to talk about it this morning. We'll move kind of quickly through it, but I want to get some points across that I think are so important when we talk about how is our heart right now. We look at Matthew chapter 13. That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. And such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it. This is verse 1, 2. While all the people stood on the shore and then he told them many things in parables saying a farmer went out to sow the seed and as he was scattering the seed some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it didn't have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow but when the sun came up the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns which grew up and choked the plants. Still uh, Other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop 160 or 30 times what it was sown. He who has ears, let him hear. The disciples came to him and asked, why do you speak to the people in parables? And he replied, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more and he will have an abundance. And whoever does not have even what he has will be taken from him. This is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You'll be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's hearts have become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes, because they see, and your ears, because they hear. For I tell you the truth, many prophets and righteous men long to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The one who received the seed that fell on rocky places is the man who hears the word and at once receives it it with joy. But since he has no root, he lasts only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, he quickly falls away. The one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. But the one who received the seed that fell on good soil is the man who hears the word and understands it, and he produces a crop yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. They're living in an agricultural uh, society, a culture at that particular time, and Jesus is talking to them because they can understand this. And so Jesus is saying here, obviously, the seed is the word of God, and the soil is your heart. I want to talk about each one. First of all, there was the hardened soil that were there. Have you ever seen a path cut through a wooded area, it's been walked on and the dirt has been packed down so no seed can get in the soil and it will grow. A hardened heart actually could equal a resistant heart. A hardened heart. It's resistant. Romans chapter 1 says it very well. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal man, and birds, and animals, and reptiles. Therefore, God gave them over in their sinful desires of their hearts. That's exactly what we see in our culture today. It's what we see in the United States of America today. God says, I'll just turn you over because you continue to resist the prompting of the Holy Spirit because I love you and I want you to come into the kingdom of God and have life, but you refuse and you harden your heart. And God gives every person an opportunity because it says here that every man knows and they are without excuse. They'll never stand before the Lord during that great white throne judgment and say, but Lord, I didn't know. I had no idea. And yet God will say, I showed you and you resisted me the whole way. And you have a resistant, you had a resistant heart at that particular time. And so we know it's very, very serious because they turned away from God, the given knowledge of him, and their hearts became hard, resistant to hearing the truth of God's word. God's word is living and active. It's sharper than a double-edged sword. And when you hear it, if it doesn't pierce your heart, Even listening to the word of God through the ministry of music this morning, my heart was being pierced. My heart was kind of like the Lord was taking my heart and taking like one of those meat tenderizer pallets and just pounding my heart because I realized the truth that our God is a holy God and all the truths in those words today. Let me tell you, this is what we've got. We've got to stay tender before the Lord. We've got to press in to the Lord and know because our hearts also can become hard deep as Christians today. And we see that in many ways. Ephesians 4 says it like this. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. They were cynical. Yeah, you say there's a God. I mean, God is love. Everybody's going to heaven. They're going to be surprised. You need to pray for those families and... Uh, You know, over there in London, and you pray for those because those men went out and killed, and they're killed now. They're out into eternity. If they believe in their God, Allah, they're separated from the true God, and they're going to hell. And we've got many people today who are going to hell because they don't recognize and acknowledge the true and living God. And they went out and killed those people thinking this was their assignment from their God. And there are a lot of people today, they wouldn't pull a trigger and kill somebody, but they kill people in other ways because they have a resistant heart. Because they're not saved. These people are not saved. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 says, The cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us being saved, it is the power of God. You see, what happens is God, the Satan puts blinders on people's hearts and their eyes, and they can't see. And you and I need to take authority and take the authority and tear down those blinders off of people's hearts so they can hear the word of God because Satan has them deceived and their hearts are, are like a fortress or garrisoned about by the by the enemies and his lies and so forth. And we need to. You want to witness? I want to just share with you today because we're going to be talking about in our teaching here in the fall uh, on authority, the authority that we have in Jesus Christ. We're going to start that teaching in the fall. If you want to join us on Wednesday night, come. We're finishing up the gifts of the Spirit, ministry team training that we've had, and we'll get into that particular authority. You need to take authority over those blinders that are on people's hearts so that they can hear. You can love them into the kingdom of God and share the gospel with them because until those blinders come down, they'll never hear the word of God. They'll keep a resistant heart. That's what he's saying. You say so much, and yes, you can plant the soil, but if it goes on that hardened heart, it won't, it won't, it'll just blow away. The second type of heart here is the rocky soil. Some fell on rocky places where it didn't have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root here. And so Jesus is saying, the one who received the soil, the seed, that fell on rocky places, and the man who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. That sounds good. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The rocky soil, I believe, represents a party heart. Oh, everything's good. Everything's great. Everything's grand. You see, today, no, not always. I'll tell you right now, if you serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords, I've told you all along, you've got a bullseye on your back. And Satan will come against you, and he'll do all that he can to keep, to somehow make you or move you towards denying your faith or to walk in apathy, to walk in lethargy, and not be on fire for Jesus Christ. He'll do it. And so sometimes the joy of our salvation, we need that joy, and I'm not denying that. But I want to tell you today sometimes it is tough. Though our walk with Jesus is hard. We're in a battle here. Persecution, all types of things. And it's going to get worse, so be, be ready for it, I've told you. Be aware of it. This person is like about enjoyment. All about the party atmosphere. They may come to church. They may meet new friends. They may somehow fellowship, having a good time, being cared for by others. And all of this is really good. But when the party atmosphere is gone, so are they. When the persecution comes, and it will they're out of there. When church no longer just fun, but it's expecting them to begin ministering and living as Jesus lived and becoming more like Jesus, they stop showing up. That's what's happened today. You see, it's not just about, yes, I believe kind of intellectually that Jesus is Lord. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that since I was a child. It's talking about certainly walking with Jesus each and every day. And when you do that and you begin to get out of the boat, let me tell you, all hell breaks loose many times. They say, don't you go do that. It's fine if you got it. But you, when we start praying for people, when you start ministering to people, when you start working in people's lives and doing the things that God has called us to, let me tell you, everything breaks loose around us to stop you and I from doing all that God wants us to do. And So the party's over with, does not it? And I want to tell you, being a Christian is sometimes going to be hard. Second Peter Timothy 3, it says, Everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. I believe that will be. In one way or another, you may not be liked. You raise your white flag there in, in the marketplace, out in your workplace and so forth, and people know you're a Christian today. There'll be some that are drawn to you, but there'll be some that will attack you. There'll be people that will come against you. Real Christians will experience joyful circumstances, and we'll all praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But we'll also experience painful experiences and circumstances and trials and tribulations. And Jesus calls us not just to be learners of the word, but be doers of the word. Be disciples of Jesus. Go and make disciples. When you're becoming a disciple, you're working, you're going to do what Jesus did. You're going to step out and you're going, to, you're going to pray for people. You're going to see people healed. You're going to pray for deliverance. You're going to see people delivered. You're going to see the broken heart mended today. That's why Jesus put us here, left, left us here. And he left us in this warfare so that we could be tra- trained, that we can be built up and strengthened. He has a reason for letting Satan stay here with all his demonic hordes out there. We're strengthened as a result of that. It's not the way I would do it, but that's the way God did it, and he does it perfectly. Amen? He does it perfectly. The third soil is, and we see it, the thorny soil. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. The one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choked it, making it unfruitful. I call this particular person, they have a vacation heart. Ah, uh, can we just wait till the weekend? You see, a lot of people live for the weekends, don't they? And I'm not talking about they want to live for the weekends so they can come to church and worship together and grow in their faith. I'm talking about they want to go down here to keep a boardwalk and they want to take their boats out into the bay. I'm talking about they don't have anything to do with it, but they're waiting on the weekend. i got a vacation heart, and I might go to church every now and then, and you know, so well, Christmas and Easter and so forth. I may show up and so forth, but let me tell you today. The cares and the world and the riches there and all that stuff that just takes over and money. Will I have enough money for my vacation? Have I got enough money to stay, you know, retired like I am? Let me tell you today: if God can't take care of you, we're all in trouble. Don't worry about that stuff. The worries of money. You know that love of money and all that. You know, we God wants us to bless us, and yes but to love those things and to to put those above God. That's what we've got today. People working themselves into the ground, and they're not giving God even a, a second glance there. In Luke chapter 12, listen to this story. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man produced a good crop. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. And then he said, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. We've heard that before. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? I'll take a vacation. Nothing wrong with vacations. Don't get me wrong what I'm saying. When we take a vacation from God, we don't want anything to do with it. Then we've taken the vacation out of his presence. I retired to a good life. I'm living for the weekend. People totally do live for the weekend. We know that, but it's not to give the church. Christian life is sacrificing. Christian life is giving yourself, your tithes, your offerings, your talents, your gifts, your very all that you are. To the Lord. When you say Jesus is Lord, He's either Lord over all or He's Lord over none. When you give your life, you surrender all. The old hymn we've sang all of our lives I surrender all, and I mean all. He takes it. And let me tell you, when you give your life to the Lord, there may be some hard times when He begins to make you more like Jesus and make me more like Jesus, but let me tell you today, it will be worth it all. When that old song says, when we see Jesus. Okay. But we have a vacation heart. Matthew In Matthew 6, no man can serve two masters. Either he'll hate the one and love the other. Or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You can't serve both God and money. person will play at Christianity, but they're not a real Christian. We're to give sacrificially. and Jesus bought our lives with a price. His precious blood. The blood of the Lamb. The fourth thing is the good soil. I call that open heart. Still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop a hundred and sixty or thirty times what was sown. This type of person hears the message of the gospel, he's open to it and he understands it. They realize that their experiences, their experiences may not always be joyful. May not always be hunky dory. Everything's fine, let me tell you. But you realize in your heart of hearts there is no other way, and I'm not backing down, and I'm not turning around. Remember that uh, Jesus was going along, and his disciples was there, and uh, he started talking about drinking his blood and eating his and his body and all that kind of stuff. And that kind of he goes, this stuff's way too heavy for us. We're we're out of here. And remember, it said many of them left him at that point and walked away, and. Remember, Jesus looked at Peter and all of them and said, Y'all going to leave too? And they said, Lord, where else are we going to go? Remember? Isn't that you sometimes? Lord, everything seems to be falling apart sometimes. Sometimes it's like one thing after the other when it rains, it pours. And it's one thing after the other. And you start thinking. You see what the thing is. Is you, We're just like the Israelites come out of Egypt. We want to bolt. We want to go back to Egypt. And we want to eat the leeks and the onions and the garlic. We want to eat all that stuff. That, I've, already taught, I've already, always told you that doesn't even sound good to me. But That's what they wanted. You know why? Because the devil puts it out there. He said, why don't you just give up on that dream you have? Why don't you give on that prophetic word that you received? Why don't you just give up on that? That's never going to come to pass. The promise of the word and God, of God, that's just not going to happen. You know, look at you. You had not grown in Christ any. The devil tells you this and peppers your mind over and over and over and over again. That's why you take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ, 2 Corinthians 10. That's why I'm saying a lot of Christians, and in, 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 they have strongholds built up in their lives. They need to be torn down. We'll get into that more here in the next couple months. But let me tell you today, when you're a real Christian, you say, there isn't any other way. I know I'm going to follow Jesus. I don't care where he leads or where he will take me. And what I have to say, what I have to do, I will follow him no matter what. That is a real Christian. Notice Jesus tells us that they go to produce fruit, 30, 60, 100. Bearing fruit for the Lord. How do you bear more fruit? I want to tell you. Because you see, all these particular hearts we can fall into as Christians, even real Christians can't, that we become resistant. Oh, you know, this is a hard word. I I guess, you know, and all that. Instead of taking it to the Lord and saying, Lord, is this you? You see, today, we believe we know something. And God says, to tell you the truth, you don't know anything. I may get to heaven. I've always told people, somebody was telling me here this recently. And I was agreeing because I was, I was saying, Lord, I will stand before you. But, Lord, you know I had this right and I had all of this. And he may tell me, Jim, you got this wrong over here. And the things I thought I got wrong, I got right and vice versa and all over the place. And he may say, Jim, you got it all wrong. But I'll tell you who I will, what I will have right, and that is my Savior, Jesus Christ. I got that right. Mm-hmm. You see, you got to have a humble heart. Bible says that my people are called by my name will humble themselves and learn and grow and have an open heart to what God is saying. Hear what the Lord is saying to the church today. The spirit is speaking. The spirit moved as a cloud. The spirit moved as a fire. Are we moving with the spirit of God? Are we saying no, no, no? And you've got a resistant heart and you're saying, I don't have any of that. No, Uh uh. you see. We can have that way. How do you bear more fruit? First of all, cultivate the growth of your mind. On hearing and understanding the word is going to affect our productivity for the Lord. We need to get into study, to show ourselves approved. We need to grow in our knowledge. We can be more fruitful. If you want to bear more fruit, you'll strive the growth and knowledge and understanding of God and His will. And then you need to do it. Not just learn, but do it. Prayer, Bible study. Make prayer a priority in our lives. Walk as Jesus did. Get along with the Lord. Listen to him and move out when he gives you instructions. He's our commander-in-chief, right? He's our commander-in-chief. The second thing is you need to do is allow God to prune your heart. John 15 says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will even be more fruitful. But the party heart and the vacation heart had sin in their heart. And they both exalted pleasure and comfort above the Lord. Let God expose the sin in your life. God is pruning his people today. I'll bet you. Though you don't have to raise your hand, He is pruning your life. He's saying, This sin has got to go. You can no longer dabble in this and that. You can no longer play games. You can't just go through your religious type of practices. You've got to have that intimate relationship with Jesus. And He's pruning that stuff away hurts sometimes doesn't it he starts cutting clip 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 clip. he starts taking that that surgical sca- scalpel and just starts cutting and cutting and cutting and we go whoa 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 wait wait a minute you're getting a little bit too close and we close the doors of our hearts and we go lord i'll let you in my heart this far but don't go in that place and god is saying i got to get in that door because I want my light to come in there and I want to drive out that junk in your life it may have been since you were since way back when you were a little kid little girl, little boy and God is cleaning us up because he's pruning us he's saying it's got to go we're getting ready to come into his presence revival's on the way and the spirit of the Lord is moving today and he's going to burn it off if you don't allow him to take it out now he's going to burn it off when the presence of the Lord comes because he's like a blazing fire Psalm 139, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way within me and lead me into the way everlasting. Expose it, Lord. Expose sin. Anything that's not like Jesus in my heart. Nothing. Anger. Anger. Could be anger. It could be just impatience. It can be a lot of things. If you ask the Spirit to search me and show me, shine your light on it. He'll show you. And let him take it out of your life. Let him prune it out of your life. Let him get rid of it. Take it out. Prune the sin. Create in me a pure heart and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Don't cast me from your presence. Renew your spirit within me and restore that joy. And give me a steadfast spirit to sustain me. The other thing is persevere. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. You're willing to persevere for the Lord, are you? Are you willing? Are you saying, I don't care what it takes to be more like Jesus. Are you willing to persevere no matter what? Or are you going to bail? We're going to bail out. We're going to bail out. Are you willing to persevere? You see, if you want to be more like Jesus and bear more fruit, you've got to persevere. You've got to make that commitment. And it may be that you make it today. James 1 says blessed is a man who perseveres under trial because when he has stood the test he'll receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him persevere he'll give you a crown perseverance every day saying I'm not giving up I'm going to seek him I'm not talking about sitting on the sidelines I'm talking about getting into, into fight getting out there ministering to people calling people somebody's name keeps coming up on your heart and I've mentioned this many times and call them call them reach out to them pray for them take authority. We're going to learn more about that and we'll, we'll, we'll teach along the way about that. Learn here. He works through you and in you and around you and uh, sometimes you feel like you're not going to make it. You don't have the strength to persevere in a particular situation. Then call out for your family here are friends that know Jesus and know how to pray and know how to take authority and to pray and call down the power of God's Spirit upon a particular situation that you're in. That's why the family of God is so much. I've talked about how the devil works. He looks at that sheep or he looks at that animal that's weakened outside of the group, out of the the herd, they're there like a wolf, and I spoke of it today. And I told you where I wanted to be. I want to be right in the middle of the herd. I don't want the devil looking at me. But you begin to become isolated, and that's what's happened to people because they don't come in, in the church house. They don't learn. They don't grow in their faith today. They believe all types of doctrines. They believe all this stuff out there, and the devil has wiped them out because they're away from the herd. You and I, we need to be close together. That's why I talked about it. We are community. It's koinonia. It's love for one another. It's prayer. So you call out, and that's why we have this email stuff going on. I can get into my email, don't you? Don't, don't ever doubt me on that. I can get into that. I can't do anything else on it, and I can make a call on the cell phone, that's it. Get an email, but I can get on email, and we can pray for those that go out on email every day. But persevere. Don't give up. Don't give up. I heard old preachers say years ago, if you don't give up, got to show up. Don't give up. Got to show up. Call on people to pray for you couple things and we'll close we are to plow till the soil of our hearts we're to plow I believe in this place today there's some hard places of unbelief that have kept us from receiving the fullness of Christ in our lives there's some unbelief maybe you just have not surrendered maybe today is the day you just surrender and say I, I surrender it all. all here in the ministry of music and, and the word and testimonies I believe many know it intellectually that Jesus is Lord but they've never allowed Jesus in every room of their hearts if that's you open the door to his heart to your heart let him come in maybe you haven't totally surrendered maybe they're here people today that are having a difficult time in an area of your life it's a difficult area you're a Christian you know you're a believer because we know it's by grace through faith in Jesus alone that we're saved you're a Christian you believe Jesus but you're having a real difficult time in a particular area of your life well thank God but this is God working you go but it could it be the devil well it might be but the devil can't do anything without God allowing him maybe Thank God. Say, thank you for getting this right. Because if God has put his finger on a particular area of your life and you're starting to squirm, then let God work. Give him complete control. And say, Lord, I surrender all. I give it to you. He's telling you maybe to move out in faith and seize your purpose. And you feel like you're wandering in circles. You don't feel like you don't know your purpose. We talked about that. Because everybody, we've got to have a purpose. Because that keeps you on on, uh, focus and on task. It's a purpose. We have a purpose, don't we? And you feel like I'm just wandering in circles. Let me give you the prescription for that. And it's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And y'all know this. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And don't lean on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him. And what? He will direct your paths. What's it say? Trust in the Lord. Don't lean on your own understanding. The devil could be telling you that you're just wandering in a circle. And you're believing a lie. But begin to step out in faith and trust the Lord. And say right now, by confession of faith, I'm trusting in Jesus. And speak it out verbally. The enemy can hear it. And he knows where you stand. Your confession. If you'll confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Then you shall be saved. Confess. And then you will no longer be wandering in that circle. Jesus will do it. Amen. What type of heart you got? (laughs) Make you think, doesn't it? Boy, am I resistant? Am I vacationing? Have I kind of taken a a vacation from the Lord? You know, uh, Jim, uh, my physical ability is not like it was when I was 25. I mean, come on, let's go ahead and get real straight right, right, right now, okay? okay but to the Lord that's not doesn't make any difference God wants to use you God wants to show you the, his purpose as we talked about he wants to Lord just that you would focus and have a bull's eye on that that purpose and say I'm going to persevere because I love Jesus because I know there's no other way if the day is that day you just give him say Lord do it just do it I mean that's surrendering do it Lord I just give you my life. I don't, you know, I, I don't care where you leave me. I don't care what you say. I'm still a child of God. I'm still here on this side. I'm not six feet under. When we go, we'll serve him forever in eternity, right? But until then, we'll serve him on this side. Nothing can hinder the work of God's Spirit if you're willing to step out in faith. It doesn't make any difference where you are, what you're going through, no matter what particular challenges you have. It is all. About his power in your life to begin with. It's not my strength. I have no strength. But I have the Holy Spirit of God. Ask him. You see, Jesus is the baptizer. He'll baptize you with the Holy Spirit. He'll baptize you with, with power and with fire. I, I ask every day, baptize me. Fill me with the Spirit of the Lord. I cannot live the life of the Lord. When I get ready to minister, I say, Lord, give me a special anointing. Give me an anointing like I've never seen before like I've never had when I began to minister because it's not me it's the spirit doing that you have the spirit if you're born again ask him to do it he'll do it but keep an open heart he says behold see I'm doing a new thing see it springs up you know what that particular verse in Isaiah is talking about it's talking about revival it's talking about awakening across this land that's what's happening today what you see in the natural and what we see happening in the hierarchy of our government and so forth and different things happening and the resistance is coming against the change that we see happening is happening in the spiritual, okay? Now, I may get some flack on that but I believe it with all my heart. You're seeing it happen. So what's happening in the spiritual? When you begin to walk with Jesus, just walk with Him. He's the love of our souls. He'll never disappoint us. He may not do what you want Him to do. But he'll never disappoint you. And when we get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. Amen? Let's pray together. Father, bless this congregation. Bless, uh, especially here with with, uh, Charles and Stephanie In Jesus' name. Thank you for their presence. Bless your presence here, Lord. I bless this congregation with the love of Jesus to fill their hearts until it's just bubbling over. I bless right now the authority of Jesus. I bless each and every one with just a love affair with Jesus every moment of every day, even when they sit down in the morning and they're drinking their coffee, that it will be just a it'll turn into a time of prayer and communion and fellowship with you, Lord Jesus. We thank you and praise you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.